One of them's got a face for radio, and the other is blind as a bat. You be the judge of which is which. It's TM5, sponsored by Hannah Strawn Realty. Dan Marino should rot in hell. Nobody knows anything about brain. America! Who wants some Arnie Palmies? Everybody love everybody! Jesus, what happened to your face? Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Do you not realize I have had diarrhea since Easter's? Georgia, and welcome in to the Morning 5 Podcast. Today is February 22nd, Thursday, February 22nd. We are inching closer and closer to March, and that means we're inching closer and closer to spring and longer sunshine, longer days, which I am all here for. Uh, when does when does uh, time change, Billy? Do you know it's it's in March at some point? No, I do not. It's in, it's in March. And, you know, I was thinking about this. Today's Thursday, right? Correcto. Is this does this feel like the longest freaking week of the the year? Dear it, Lord, it feels like the longest, I, shortest week of the year. Yes. I have like this this day feels like it should have been Saturday. Yes, that's how long it's been. Yes, yeah. Yesterday felt like Friday for sure. Uh, oh my god march 10th march 10th is when we spring forward so we are not close at all to longer days and more sunshine in the evening and the sun not setting at 4 30 in the afternoon which i am uh ready for and here for it's my favorite time of the year that's three weeks yeah it's three weeks you blink and it's here pal yeah yeah i can't wait i i love i love spring because spring means summer and summer means one of my favorite uh, beverages is appropriate for every single day. And funny enough, today is that beverages national day for some reason. On February 22nd, which I can't understand the correlation between the day, but today is National Margarita Day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> very odd, right? All right. Like, you know, you would think that a National Margarita Day would be somewhere around. Uh, uh, Cinco de Mayo. I, I mean, I mean, anything in summer, like April, May, June, July, hell, even August, it's still hot in Georgia, and I could go for a Marg, but February? Like, I'm not going to turn down a Marg, obviously, but February 22nd, National Margarita Day? What? Yep. The yeah, only thing that's... I can, the only thing I can think about is maybe, maybe today's also International Margarita Day, and, you know, in the Southern Hemisphere, it is summer right now, or towards the end of summer right now. So True. maybe maybe International Margarita Day dictated why it is National Margarita Day today because you know, Feb- you know I always tell people this I tell my kids this and it blows their mind you know Christmas in Australia is in the middle of the summer uh, you know it's a little it's a little different timing so maybe International Margarita Day dictated when National Margarita Day was that's the only thing I can think of no idea. Uh, today is also National Chili Day. That seems appropriate. It's still February. It's still winter. National Chili Day in February. Uh, National Chili Day and National Margarita Day being on the same day. It just doesn't sit right to me. And I, I would. I love chili and I love margs. I don't think I would want to have those two com- combined and having the same meal. Those two are skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know that's. Chips That's and salsa cool. and margarita? Absolutely. Maybe chili and a beer? Uh-huh. That goes together. Chili and margaritas? Hard pass. That's I don't want those I don't want those combined at the dinner table. Ch- 
chili in a large glass of milk? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Yes. If I, I don't know yes, if I'd want to do that. Yes, please. I don't know if I'd do that. Uh, Billy, we have done the uh, the all-time NCAA matchups. We started with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. We started with 12 teams, uh, and we are down to four now. We are in the semifinals hey. and, and creating the finals matchup. The first matchup that we have today is the 2001 Miami Hurricanes versus the 2022 Georgia Bulldogs, two of the greatest teams of all time. Uh, I sim all of these things 10 times just to get a nice, uh, you know, number and, and not just one anomaly, one off game. I try to make sure that it's as even as possible. And Miami defeats Georgia 32-21 in the semifinal matchup between the two teams. The 0-1 Miami team stats look like this. Ken Dorsey uh, averaged 22 for 38, 315 yards, 1.8 tuds per game, and 1.4 interceptions per game. Andre Johnson, 87 yards and 0.7 tuds per game. Jeremy Shockey, 69 yards and 0.6 tuds per game. Clinton Poitus? Clinton Poitus? Clinton Portis? 119, Poitus? Poitus. Uh, 119 yards per game and 1.1 tuds. Willis McGahee, 25 yards per game and 0.2 touchdowns. For UGA, the 2022 UGA team, Stetson Bennett was around 21 for 36 per game with 239 yards, averaged a tud per game, but what killed him was 1.3 interceptions per game. He averaged more interceptions per game than he did touchdowns. Uh, Lad McConkey, 58 yards per game with only 0.1 tuds per game. Brock Bowers, 41 yards and 0.2 touchdowns per game. Kenny McIntosh, 80 yards per game with a half a touchdown. And Dejon Edwards, 62 yards per game, also with a half a, uh, half a touchdown per game. Is anyone surprised that the 0-1 Miami team is in our championship? No, no. Because I'm not. That's the one I I'm picked. not at all. Yeah, that's the one. I, I, I'm pretty sure the 0-1 Miami team and the 95 Nebraska team are the two greatest football teams I've ever seen. And the, 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 the program that we're using doesn't go all the way back to 95. So, unfortunately, that 95 Nebraska team couldn't be in there. But I am not shocked at all that the 0-1 Miami team is in our national championship. Not even a little bit. That's the that that, that team was insane. Like their running backs were Clinton Portis, Willis McGahee, and a guy that didn't even see the field that didn't even touch the ball was Frank Gore. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like that team was uh, that team had Hall of Famers everywhere, offense and defense. It's it's probably the most. I, I don't know. It's it's probably the team with the most Hall of Famers ever in college football, I would think. NFL Hall of Famers. Yeah, and, and they're about to be facing off against the team with the best offense in college football ever, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, the, the, the 2019 LSU Tigers, they played the 2017 Crimson Tide Alabama. Uh, and, and LSU won 24, or excuse me, 34 to 23. Uh, Joe Burr, dude, he has been on an absolute monstrous tear through this entire playoff series. Uh, the 2017 LSU Tigers stats look like this. Joe Burr, 24 for 29. So he only averaged five incompletions per game while throwing for 375 yards per game and 2.9 tuds, almost three touchdowns per game and only 0.3 interceptions per game. That uh, almost 400 yards and three touchdowns per game and only five inter uh, five incompletions. That's 
absolutely insane. That's nuts. That's, that's insane. Absolutely insane. That's Joe Burrow, though. Yeah, exactly. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 113 yards and 1.1 tuds per game. Chris Curry, 29 yards and 0.3 tuds per game. Uh, the pairing of Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase both averaged exactly 109 yards per game. Justin Jefferson did add 1.1 touchdowns per game with Jamar Chase having 0.6 tuds per game. Over for Alabama, it was a struggle at quarterback. Jalen Hurts, 13 for 23, 166 yards, 0.7 tuds per game, but no interceptions. Uh, through all 10 games that I sim, Jalen Hurts didn't throw a single interception, um, which is kind of surprising, but not a single interception. But he did, a- he did average 10 incompletions per game, which is not great, not very efficient. Damian Harris, 78 yards and a half a tud per game. Naj Harris, 72 yards and a half a tud per game. Jerry Judy, 47 yards and 0.2 tuds per game. And then Calvin Ridley at 49 yards and 0.3 tuds per game. So the 2017 uh, LSU Bayou Tigers move on to face the 2001 Miami Hurricanes. And I guess we'll have that next week. Well, probably the week after. Because okay. I will not be here next yeah, week. Yeah, because you're not going to be here next week. I'll That's be right. up in Boyston. Yeah, I'll be up in up in Boyston, where it's not going to be very bad weather. I, I, th- I think the high is going to be around like 55, 56 every single day, which is much better than I was expecting. Yeah, that's not too bad. No, no, I, I don't like it, but it's better than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, Billy, something that popped into my head last night was we were driving back from uh, from from baseball practice, and we were we were we were just talking about athletes and some of the greatest you know Atlanta athletes of all time. I came up with a list of some of the greatest one-year wonders in Atlanta sports history. Um, some of these guys didn't necessarily just play one season with the Bra- or with the Braves. I guess I'll give that one away. Um, but like they were only here for maybe a twelve to a thirteen-month span. Um, so, so I, I I'll, I'll I'll rattle these off and I'll give you some stats. The first one that I have, I'm going from uh, from from five to one. Um, and it's not just Atlanta. I did pull Athens in as well, so I do have a, I do have a Georgia Bulldog on this one. I have a uh, I have Atlanta Falcon. I have two Atlanta Braves. I have a Georgia Bulldog, and I have a Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket. Um, so so my my first one, number five, was Dwight Freeney's 2016 year with the Atlanta Falcons. Was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, that, I mean, that year was that year was stellar. Actually, um, Dwight Freeney stood on his like he was everywhere, every freaking where. He may not have led the team in tackles here, um, but he was in the backfield more often than uh, the opposing running back. Yeah, um, that's that's just how crazy he was. Um, do you have stats on him? Um, I, I was just looking at. I was mainly thinking right about his postseason stats. Yeah, I, he. Uh, I think he got like three or four postseason sacks. I know he got a big sack in the uh, in the Super Bowl. I think he was close to double digit sacks in the regular season. Um, I know he had a bunch of hurries. He played in all but one game. Um, I, I just I just remember that postseason for Dwight Freeney being really really big and. You know him leaving for Seattle after that. I just thought that'd be that's one of the that's one of the biggest one year rentals, if you will, that I think the city of Atlanta has ever had in their sports history. He was he was very instrumental in that defense being what it was in 2016 and getting the Falcons to the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, him and um, and if another, excuse me, one year of wonder is uh, Vic. Um, oh Vic Beasley. God, what was his name? Vic Beasley. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. He ended up with 15, 15 sacks on the year, I think, um, and never came close to that ever, ever, ever again. No. No, um, uh, Vic Beasley is actually the last uh, Falcon to have a double-digit sack yeah. uh, <laughs> year. Um, yeah, uh, at number at number four, I have this guy. He played two seasons technically with the Braves, but he was only here for probably twelve to thirteen months. Uh, two thousand six. I know who you're talking about. At <laughs> twelve, two thousand six to two thousand seven. Uh, Bob Wickman, dude, this guy was absolutely electric for Atlanta Braves. He saved, he had 38 saves um, in I don't know how many opportunities, but he had he had the 38 saves for the Atlanta Braves. Um, he was good, super out of weight or super out of shape. And the Braves traded him in 2007 after he was a little disgruntled that he got put in the game in a non-save situation. Um, I, I don't know what all happened, but whatever happened behind closed doors, they were not happy about, and they shipped old big old Bob out of here. Uh, but Bob Wickman, he was a good one, dude. He was he was really good in 2006. He, he was he was good in 2007. In 2006, his strikeouts per wins, uh, was, or excuse me, his strikeouts per nine innings was 8.7. Uh, one of the highest of his entire career had 18 saves for the Braves. We traded for him for Cleveland. Uh, and then 2007, we traded him away, traded him to Arizona. But I think he's one of those. Uh, he's got to be considered as one of the biggest one-year wonders in Atlanta sports history. I was not picturing Bob. Bob. Bob Wickman. Um, at number three, this is when we go up to Athens. And we're going to zig when I think a lot of people think we're going to zag. Uh, give me Anthony Edwards. His 2019-2020 season for the Georgia Bulldogs was pretty stellar, man. Uh, averaged 19.1 points per game, 5.2 rebounds, 2.8 assists, 1.3 steals. Uh, he was the number one pick overall in the NBA draft. Uh, just an absolute monster doing it in the NBA as well. Only... In, in Georgia, or excuse me, only in Athens for one year, just his freshman year in 2019, 2020. He was, he was one of the greatest Georgia basketball players of all time. Um, and I, I think he's got to be considered, if we're going to pull in Athens, I think he's got to be considered in the top five uh, best one-year wonders in, in sports history, I guess, for the state of Georgia. Yeah. And had a ridiculous year in, in Athens. There's no doubt. And for him to get the number one overall pick in the NBA, and man, I, I'll tell you this: I I wanted them with the Hawks that year. Ooh, <laughs> Hell yeah, did I want them with the Hawks. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, at number two, I I think I, I don't think there's any question here um, with with number two. It's got to be Stefan Marbury. The one year that he had at Georgia Tech in 95, 96, leading them. Oh, man. How, how far did they get? I think they got to the Sweet 16 of the Elite Eight. Um, they were really good that year. They got the they got to the Elite Eight. They lost to Cincy uh, 87 to 70 in the Elite Eight. They were they, they were a monster. And Stefan Marbury was what led them, man. 18.9 points per game, 3.1 rebounds, 4.5 assists, 1.8 steals. Uh, Stefan Marbury was the little engine that could on that Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket team, and I think I think he's the number two 
best one-year wonders in Atlanta sports history for what he did uh, at Georgia Tech in the 95-96 season. Yeah, that's a really good call. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I like I like Marbury. Yeah, Mar- Marbury was for for what he did for Tech. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, he was he was he was big. He was big for Tech that year. Um, yeah, I mean that ro- that roster had uh, Stefan Marbury, Matt Harpering, and Drew Barry on it. Like they had they had three NBA guys on it, and, and Marbury uh, Marbury led them. Matt Harpering almost averaged a double double that year. Um, but yeah, and, and number one, I don't think I went back and forth after I said this number one, I, I feel like I left off somebody and, and I kind of felt bad, but I think this guy is going to be remembered more, uh, in the history of the Atlanta Braves than the other guy I'm going to bring up. I think, I think when you talk about the world series run that the Braves had a couple years ago, um, I think this guy is going to be remembered more than another guy that I will mention. So my number one biggest one-year wonders in Atlanta sports history is Jock Peterson uh, for what he did with the Atlanta Braves. You know, statistically, he came here in 2021, hit 249 uh, in the regular season, had 22 RBIs and seven home runs. But that monster bomb versus Max Scherzer, that felt like it just turned that NLCS series around. And the fact that he had the pearls and the articles came out with with we might be those MFers like I, I feel I feel like Jock Peterson is the biggest one year wonder in Atlanta sports history. And it's not all about what he did on the diamond. I think it has a lot to do with what he did off the diamond, the swagger that he presented, the pearls, the article, everything he did around that season. I think Jock Peterson's the number one biggest one year wonders in Atlanta sports history. Yeah. See, and in, in, in my mind, I'm going through a, a bunch of different pla- bunch of different places for you know one year wonders, and Peterson would have never popped up. I, I don't know why. It, it because he was only here for two months. Yeah, it wasn't even a months. year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not even a year. Um, he was here. So the the other one I was so, thinking from that 2021 season, Billy, was Jorge Soler. Yeah, he had another one, but like for me, when I think of one year wonders, like I know Dan Udla was here for three or four years, right? Right. But the one year that he had where was it thirty he set the Braves record for what, thirty four straight games, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. I think um, so. with the hits. Was that was one of the one hit one year wonders that I think of. Um I also think of um Oh god, we've had a couple of of close calls with uh, Cy Youngs. But man, how about JoJo Reyes? Dudla, that was JoJo Reyes. Yeah, was a good call. Yeah. Uh, yeah who's who's was, the guy they called? Um, Chris Medlin. There's there, oh god, there's one. I called that. I called that too. I called that year for Medlin. Like I just knew Medlin was going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, they, so the criteria uh, for this one, the one year wonder, uh, was they could only be here one year. Tichero? Uh Oh yeah, I forgot about this. He was uh, he was not liked in the locker room. That, that was the that was the one when you said he was here for about twelve months. That was the one I was thinking when you said that. Yeah, um, Mark Teixeira. <laughs> that was that was the first thing. Yeah, yeah, Mark. I, like, Mark, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Mark Teixeira, Mark Teixeira. <laughs> from everything I have heard of. Or heard from uh not popular 
in the locker room at all in, in Atlanta. Um, that's one of the reasons they got rid of him was he was not a good locker room guy, apparently. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, so, so Dwight Freeney in 2016, Bob Wickman, uh, Anthony Edwards, Stefan Marbury, and Jock Peterson are some of the, uh, one year wonders in Atlanta sports history. Um, and it, it, my criteria was if you play two years here, um, I know, I know Bob Wickman essentially was here two years, but like it was only like a 12 month, 13 month span. So it was only like really one year. Um, but if you play two full seasons with any of the squads, I didn't include you. Uh, I looked at Atlanta United and their championship run to see if they had any like one year guys, but most of those guys were here for at least two years. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my, the biggest one year wonders in Atlanta sports history. Um, uh, Billy, I, you know, a lot of hype coming into this summer and we've seen a lot of videos, a lot of social media stuff about NCAA 24. Um, I'm super jacked for it. I can't wait for it. I'll get it uh, the day it comes out. I'll probably take a day or two off of uh, work to play it. But Billy, what are some of the bigger changes or what do you want to see from NCAA 24 when it comes out later this year in uh, July or August? Uh, number one is a ultimate team. That's my biggest change. I want to. I want to have an ultimate team. Okay. Um, including past, past players, um, past legends in college football. I want an ultimate team because that is probably one of the best features in Madden and um, MLB The Show is the ability to create a team from full of legends. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or create a team full of. You know modern plus legends it's 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 really really entertaining um my number two would be better dynasty know that everyone creates a dynasty anyway but a better version of the dynasty let let there be better scouting let there be um you know let it be more modern so like Going up against if a, if, if a pick is picking between Oregon and Colorado, who's going to have the better facilities? Who's going to pick? You know, there's there's it's it's things like that. I think there's just a lot of a lot of nuances there that I think would be really cool to see in the in the game. Um, hmm. And. I think my final one is I want to hear how certain places are. Um, like I would love to, I would love to hear the OHIO chant um, ringing through um, during an Ohio State game. I want to hear the, uh, I think it's the fourth quarter um, song that George's band plays. That's really freaking awesome. I want to hear that in the game. Um, there, like, there's just certain things that I, I would love to see from a a fan slash, you know, atmosphere standpoint. Gotcha. I I like that. Yeah, I think um, I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you on the atmosphere. I want the atmosphere to be something big. Uh, when you're at the shoe, I want it to feel deafening to to away opponents. You know, I want to see that. I want to see the um, the hedges 
uh, at Georgia at Sanford Stadium. I wanna I want them to play Inter Sandman when you're when you're coming into South Carolina. I want them running down the hill yes. at Clemson. Uh, I want to hear jump around at uh, at Wisconsin. What's the is it is it Indiana that they turn around and wave to the um, the Children's Hospital? Uh, Iowa, Iowa. Like I, I want to see that. I want to see all the all the pageantry, and I, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, stadium and, and stuff. Like I want to see the horse come out in FSU, whatever his name is, and throw the uh, throw the spear down. Like I, I I want them to nail that. And Chief I think Osceola. do what? Chief Osceola and Traveler, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. If you say so. Uh, I want to see Notre Dame touching the play like a champion today. Um, I want to see those bastards up in Michigan with the stupid sign they have. Um, yeah, I want them to nail the game day feel. I want them to nail the game day feel. I want them to nail the stadiums. I want those to feel correct. I want those to feel like you, like they're like you're living in it, not just it's a place you can play. Um, I can I can guarantee you, Billy. Ultimate Team will be in the game. It makes too much money for EA Sports not to it not for it to be in the game. It will one million percent be in the game um more in-depth recruiting i like that how are they going to work in nil stuff i think that's going to be interesting i don't want them to just ignore nil stuff i want there to be an nil and a transfer portal feature inside the game that you can work on um i think it's going to be interesting to see how they do that uh, i like the dynasty i want them to remain i want them to have the online dynasty i want the online dynasty to still be in there i think it would be cool if they could do an online road to glory where your guy is like a wide receiver and you got a buddy who is a quarterback or, or you're a you're a running back and your buddy's the quarterback or, or something like that or you're a middle linebacker and your buddy's a D tackle. I think online uh, uh, road to glory would be a would be a cool feature. Um, and one of the things that they used to have in older road to glories that they kind of got rid of was all the stuff that made it feel like you were a college student in road to glory. Like you had to choose what yes. your what your practice time was, what your class schedule was. Uh, you actually had to take tests to make sure your guy had a high enough GPA to pass. I think that was cool. Um, I'd like to see them add. Do you remember the old Madden mini camps they used to have? Um, like in I don't know, probably 2011 Madden games where you could you know send yeah. your send your running backs to mini camps to get better. I think that would be cool instead of having. You know, maybe just have one full practice a week with your Road to Glory guy, and then like three mini camp things with your Road to Glory guy. Similar to have, similar to how FIFA um, has theirs. When you do an individual player career, they have individual uh, workouts that you do with that player during the week. I think that would be cool to see implemented into NCAA. Um, who's your Who's your cover athlete? Who are you putting on the cover of NCAA Twenty Four? It has to be Saban. Right? Has to be right. It has to be. It has to be Saban. It has to be Saban. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think. Um, I think Saban um, is the is the de facto answer right there. So, on the road to glory thing, and I I completely forgot about this, but I think if I'm EA, I know they've done it in the past, but if I'm EA, I'm pushing it to when you start your road to glory, person, you've got two years in high school. Not one, two. Oof. And I want to see you. I know. I know. But it'll make it that much better, in my opinion. And you can run through. All you have to do is sit there and go through two years of high school games. You don't have to, you know, like, practice or anything like that. I want to see you play. I want to see you, like, I want to see them build up your stars. You know what I mean? And yeah. then get start getting the recruiting 
um, start coming. You know, being contacted by high school coaches. You know, that kind of thing. I would love to see that. I'm fine with that if they let me sim it. I'm fine okay. with that. I'm fine with that if they let me sim through it if I want to. Oh, you're you're a bitch. I don't I don't I don't oh. do I don't do the high school I don't do the high school football thing in Road to Glory. Oh, you're a bitch. I, I sim through right. as a one star running back and get to usually uh, Buffalo or Middle Tennessee State or something like that, and then work my way up the uh, the <laughs> roster. Yeah, I don't I don't do that. But yeah, that's uh that's uh, some of the changes that we like to see in NCAA twenty four. And trust me, um, as soon as we get news on NCAA twenty four features and everything, we will have it on the podcast because I'm super jacked about it. I'm I'm buying hell. I'm buying a PS five just for that one game. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. Mount Zion beats Creekside 18 to 15. Corey Hutter had four RBIs. Israel and Young both added two RBIs. Our player of the game was Mason Jakubiak, who went uh, three for five, two doubles, a single. Also had four innings in relief with seven strikeouts, Bryce. Jeez, that's Mason awesome. Jakubiak, yeah, Mason Jakubiak had a night. Uh, Bowden beats Harrelson County 7 to 6. Ballinger with two RBIs for the Red Devils. In basketball last night, first round matchups, Carrollson beats Hillgrove 71 to 58. They move on and uh, will be on the road. Temple beats Bacon County 58 51. Temple will actually host on Saturday um, their second round matchup. I might sneak out over to Temple on Saturday just to go watch it. Nice. Um, Central beats Southwest DeKalb 55 to 45. Um, and then Hart County beats Bacon County 78 to 58. So four big wins there. I know, and I told you a, a score and I completely forgot it now. To do um, Mount Zion loses to Manchester 66 to 45. So their season comes to an end. But four of our boys' teams are moving on, three of our girls' teams are moving on. Um, and we'll give you updates uh, tomorrow on when and where they play. On the Stumpet Games, on Stumpet, oh jeez, man, that's a little bit beyond. Uh, on the Swiss Store Covings Games and Events calendar tonight, uh, Bowden is at Woodland at five, and that is five Eastern, I believe. I believe it may be six Eastern. I'm not sure. Always check your GoFan uh, for this. Um, and then Central will be down at Heard County at five thirty. You can hear that live on the Hometown Sports Radio Network. You'll definitely have me. There's a possibility you could have a Hurt County broadcast, too. Oh, um, all right. Got two broadcasts in yeah. one day. Same game. Yeah. There's, nice. There's definitely a possibility. Um, Casey Bass is thinking about heading down down south and uh, calling it for the Hurt County Braves while I call it for the Central Lions. Awesome. So, yep. Sweet. That's cool. Billy, let's get to another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong with Century 21 Novus. And some very disturbing news that I saw come across my newsfeed last night. College football officials are discussing expanding to 14-team playoff in 2026. Hard pass. Hard pass. Here we go. Let's let's pass on this. Here let's, we go. Let's see how this 12. Let's see how this 12-team playoff works out. Let's let's see how this works out before we start expanding and thinking about moving out even further. We haven't even gotten a first year of 12 team. Let's let's this is utter crap. Like all this is, is CFP officials. All this is, is them trying to find out more and 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 more money. That's all they want. 
Let's see the 12-team playoff. Let's see how this works. Let's see how this works for college football. Let's not forget that this is going to add more games than teams have played in the past. Let's not forget that this is going to be a, a huge, huge undertaking that has never happened in college football before. Before we start moving forward with 14, let's see how this works first. Hell, we may move back after the 12 team i like that idea we may say no no this probably isn't the best course of action for us let's let's bump it back down to eight or six there's there's a distinct possibility that's a a possibility although i say that and out of the back of my mind it's always going to be no if they're going to make money that's probably going to stick at 12 i wouldn't be surprised if we're at a 32 team playoff by 2030 I would be, I would be it's really just, surprised. It's it's just ridiculous. Um, in the in the new fourteen team playoff, the Big Ten and the SEC would both have uh, four automatic qualifiers, and it's the top four teams. Um, it just it, I don't know. It's gonna make it's gonna make the regular season irrelevant, really. Like it's the team. It's they're not gonna, the matchup. Like who 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 cares? You lose two games. Who cares? Finish in the top four. You make it to the playoffs. Great job of, of yeah, I'm telling you, college football is doing a very good job of trying to kill their product. Very, very good job. Uh, the Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews scores goals 50 and 51 in his 54th game. I think the quickest to 50 goals in a season uh, in NHL history. Um, I think it was a, I think it was 28 years that uh, the the record he broke for quickest to 50 goals in a season. Stupid man, Austin Matthews is so good. He's so good. He's not one of these Him hockey Connor, players you've been telling me. What about Connor McJesus? What's he been doing? Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid's good too, but Austin Matthews is so talented at he's he's just a goal scorer up in Toronto. He's so he's so damn good. What about um, Cousy with the uh, Blackhawks? How's he doing this year? Uh, well, he was out for six weeks, seven weeks because uh, somebody broke his jaw. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah! Wow, um, and he had to have surgery to to fix that. Um, Six he's, weeks he's for a actually, broken jaw. Yeah, he's oh. back now, but he's got like a full like uh, <laughs> like youth hockey um, face mask kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Broken jaw, sick. He's no Ty Domi. That wouldn't have taken out Ty yeah. Domi for six weeks. But he's uh, he's got 18, 17, 18 goals right now. Ty um, Domi would have just take, uh, taped up his jaw right there on the ice. Kept playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Nick Saban. Yeah. Uh, Nick Saban wants to be the voice of change in college football. Well, you, you're going to have a platform with uh, yeah. <laughs> Tom Game Day. He's, so. He said he isn't retiring from doing his part to help bring some reform, uniformity, and common sense to college football and the lingering chaos surrounding the sport. I'm with, I dude, I'm with Nick Saban. Um, I think he would be a, a good one to spearhead. Maybe, maybe not a rules committee for college football, but like a, a, a compliance team for college football or just sort of come up with a, a set of guardrails or something for how college football teams and, and universities need to operate in the NIL era. Um, I think he'd be a good one to spear. I'd love to see... I'd love to see him and Sweater Vest, the old senator, pair up and, and form a uh, form a team and sort of come up with suggestions on how college football needs to be ran. 
They never coached against each other, did they? No, yeah, they, yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think work out for us. No, it didn't. Uh, I think that'd be good. I think that uh, that'd be good. I think that'd be good for college football. Uh, Justin Fields wants to stay with the Bears, but he says it's just business. <laughs> yep. No. He's he's out. Yeah, he's, he's gone. out. He's gone. Uh, he said, why do people take social media so seriously? Justin said, I still mess with the Bears, this and that. I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollowed the Bears in the NFL. I'm not just trying to have a football. I'm not trying to just have football on my timeline in the offseason. Okay, buddy. Doesn't sound like a guy that wants to play football at all. I'd be scared. No, I don't, I don't know if I'd trade for that guy. Uh, in, a, in a weird story, man, Eli Gold, the legend, the legendary voice That's of the cool. Crimson Tide for 35 years, will not return for the 2024 football season. Eli Gold told the um, uh, Alabama's like beat paper, you know, fan site or whatever that it, uh, he is. Uh, yeah, he is. He is not leaving because of health issues. And he said not in all bold letters. Uh, apparently he's being forced out by the powers that be and Alabama fans are absolutely pissed off at whoever is in charge be. of this. I agree. I, I, I a million percent agree. Yeah, they should be 35 years. He has been the voice of the Crimson Tide for longer than I've been alive. And he is still uh, barring any medical stuff that has come up in the last 48 hours. Eli Gold is absolutely still able to do his job. And it's going to be weird because I listen to a lot of uh, college football on the radio because we're we're playing football on Saturdays a lot. So I listen to a lot of college football radio. Um, and between Eli Gold and Paul Keels, man, that those are my two go-to guys that I listen to. It's going to be weird hearing Crimson Tide football this year without Eli Gold being the voice of Alabama football. Eli Gold should go down and have that job until the day he dies. A million percent. A million percent. Yeah. This is this is such a crap thing, and the fact that Eli Gold is is leaving as the voice of the Crimson Tide, and it's not under his own power yeah. or not like his decision, is such crap. The University of Alabama should be embarrassed. This is this is absolutely ridiculous. If any man should have that job, it's Eli Gold, and Eli Gold is one of those voices that can do anything, any. Thing he wants and I he can have any job he wants man I would love like even Casey Bass reached out to him last night on on social media and said you're more than welcome here over at, here at HSM oh um oh, <laughs> oh my we'll, we'll find a spot for you oh my um, yeah dude it's it's unreal um like that voice man is so so damn good yeah. so damn good yep and I'm not even a Bama fan Oh, it's frustrating. It sucks. It's frustrating for for non-Bama fans. I can only imagine how Bama fans are feeling right now. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine if they replaced Paul Keels on Ohio State play-by-play broadcast. I'd I'd, I'd flip out. I'd flip out. Um, yeah, that sucks. Chris Chris Stewart's gonna be the guy who is replacing uh, Eli Gold. Um, he's been uh, with the network in a variety of positions since 1998. Uh, he filled in Not for Gold. Enough. He filled in for Gold in the 2022 season uh, when he was uh, when Eli Gold was having some health issues. Um, yeah, but that sucks. Not good, not good enough. Nope. No, and, and it's like you never want to be the man to replace the man. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. Munson out in Georgia. You, 
he never wanted to be the man to replace him. Nope. Munson, Munson retired, or you know, he he was finished. And the guy they have out there now is actually literally fantastic, and he's he's done great. And he actually was like they were doing kind of split games uh, later on in Munson's career. Like he was kind of being in there already, but. Dude, I can only imagine. I feel bad for this guy who's taking over for Eli Gold right now. Because, yes. Yeah. Scott Howard's the, the dude that does play-by-play, play, right? Yes, that's, who I'm, yeah. that's who it is. Yeah. Yeah, Scott Howard. Yeah. So Howard, Howard's yeah. up at UGA, and Steart's going to be the new play-by-play uh, -play guy for Alabama. 35 years is a freaking generation, man. They talk about it's more, generation. it's more than I've been alive. It's longer than I've been alive he's been doing that job. Unreal. Yeah. That's nuts. That's, that's, a lot, that's like the same amount of time that um, – uh, Hawks basketball. Uh, Steve Holman. Steve Holman has been doing, has been doing it. Yeah. Steve Steve Holman's amazing. Steve Holman's really good. Yeah, he is. Uh, is he like old? And uh, and keeping on the Alabama Crimson Tide theme. Uh, today in 1893, the first ever Iron Bowl was played between Auburn and Alabama. Auburn beat Alabama 32 to 22 in Birmingham. Yippee. First ever Iron Bowl, 1893, Billy. <laughs> I saw a clip yesterday of CJ Stroud at, on uh, the podcast with uh, oh, yeah. Ant Newton. And CJ Stroud was talking to Cam about how Auburn is like, Auburn ain't got a chance against Alabama. There ain't no chance. He goes, oh, well, Saban's gone. He goes, I'll suck. <laughs> uh, that podcast was good. And then he was talking to what's his name about Florida. He goes, dude, they're Florida. They haven't been relevant in 20 years. Yep. I was like, yeah, CJ Stroud. CJ so damn good, man. It's chesty, pal. So CJ Stroud's chesty. When, uh, they, they were talking to him on the Pat McAfee show the other day about guys that they think could stand across from uh, Pat Mahomes and, and sort of be the dude that might take him down. And uh, they were talking about CJ Stroud possibly being that dude. CJ... Um, you know, Joe Burr's already tried it. I don't think it's going to be Josh Allen. Um, yeah, that'll be that should be an interesting battle in the next five to eight years. Patrick Mahomes versus CJ Stride. You got anything else is today, Pat, man? Yeah. Is Pat out for just this week or is he doing two weeks? Uh, two weeks. There, he's out this okay. weekend, next week. Yep. You got you got anything else for us, man? No, let's get out of here on a Thursday. Tomorrow will be a fiscally irresponsible Friday. That's right. Let's get out of here on a Thursday. Listen in to Central at Heard County tonight as uh, Billy Lindahl will definitely be down there and possibly Casey Bass. You might have a Central home call and a Heard County home call on Hometown Sports Network. For Billy Lindahl, I'm Bryce Sparling. We will see you tomorrow morning on the Morning 5. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.